We have a word that is going to go for tonight that we believe deliverance is in the house. We believe direction is in the house. Amazing things are coming your way. We are stirred up. Hey, my love. How are you, Kyle? Come on. I'm so happy to be here. And in fact, I'm happy to announce that I will be coming to the land flowing with milk and honey. <laughs> That's right. Kyle's coming home. Thank God. He's going to be with us soon for a few weeks. And we're so excited. So for you that don't know, Kyle is part of our faith family. Um, Jeff and I consider him like our oldest son. Mom and dad consider him their oldest grandson and sometimes son. But he's also a friend. Faith, I don't know what it is, but we are definitely family. The Lord put us together, knitted our hearts together, just like he did Jonathan and David's and uh, we are so thankful. And tonight we are going to be sharing with you some wonderful stuff. So you want to you want to stay tuned. You want to share. You want to get involved. You want to comment. Um, let us know what what's going on. I've got Austin over here. Hopefully if there's a comment, he'll say, hey, this is what I need you to know because I can't see any. I don't think Kyle can either, but we're working together as a team. So welcome. And tonight we're going to talk about faith. And we're going to talk about just saying yes. And we're going to talk about being thankful. I believe that there are so many things. I heard today the Lord saying, man, woman, I want you healed and I want you whole. Come on. And and those things work together. Kyle, we were talking earlier about there's a difference between being healed and being made whole. Absolutely. So what yep. has God been showing you? What daddy God been taking you on a journey of showing you this? Yeah, it's just been a it's just been a wild season of life. Right. I think everyone I think that this you know pandemic, everyone being at home, I think this time has revealed almost uh, it has revealed more of what we don't believe than what we actually do believe. And I think that that's a very unique uh, opportunity to find ourselves in and a conundrum to find ourselves in. Right. It's like, wow, there's all these things that are getting exposed. Mm -hmm. What is this thing going to end? I mean, oh, my gosh, I'm it's I'm afraid to spend time alone because of my thoughts. Like, what the heck is going on? And I think that oftentimes what what uh, what this has done, right, what this pandemic has done, being at home, right, is that this adversity, we're learning that it doesn't just create character, but as much as it reveals it, right? That's what's so unique about this time. And, you know, as I was praying into what I feel like the Spirit of God was wanting to say tonight and to, and to help all of us, uh, me being the first person, um, he, he led me to Luke 17 and it's a story that I think oftentimes we hear, but I think there's such, such profound truth that could be found in it. And it's the story of the, of the 10 lepers, uh, being cleansed, being healed. And so it's in Luke 17. I don't know if you guys have your Bibles out uh, or if you have your phones, but if you could turn to me with, to Luke 17, uh, we're going to start in verse 11 and it says now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And he was going into a village. Ten men who had leprosy met him. They mm -hmm. stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, master, have pity on us. When he saw them, you could just, I, I think about man, Jesus seeing these ten men that were forced to live a hundred paces away from society, away from their community, alone and isolated. You think about, man, he saw them and he said, go show yourselves to the priests. Yeah. What I love about this is Jesus was just saying, go show yourselves to the most honored, most respected men in your community. 
And he essentially just established or redignified them. And in that moment, right? And it says, and as they went, they were cleansed. That's right. Right. And there's something so powerful is are we protecting our speech and how we're speaking towards one another? There is something that happens in the transference of dignifying someone else, honoring someone else. Right. If the power of life and death lives on our tongue, then we've never spoken a neutral word. Right. We've talked about that. And it's so profound. It's protecting our speech. It's protecting our love walk. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it says, well, one of them. When he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. And I think that the world, we have found ourselves in this story. This is what has happened. We have lived in it. And I would love to hear your thoughts. But what I I think is so profound about this story, right, is that we we forget that 10 lepers were actually cleansed. Like 10, like miraculous healing, Mm -hmm. completely healed of leprosy, like skin that was boiling, rotting away, completely cleansed, completely healed. So let's celebrate that. But what I think the world right now, especially the church, right? I believe that many people are walking around healed, but not walking around made whole. Oh, that's so good. There's something so profound that takes place. And what we see, right, is the bridge between someone being healed mm-hmm. and someone walking and being made whole is simply returning to Jesus to thank him. Yeah, and, and, and what I love is he really went to his feet. It's kind of like with Mary and Martha. You've, you've done the thing that's right. Your wholeness comes with spending time with him intimately and really at his feet saying, thank you. Thank you for all that you've done. Because here's the amazing thing. He's loved you. He sees us. There's healing for you. I mean, he wanted to heal them, but he wanted to do more than heal them. He wanted there to be a wholeness. He wanted to make them well, their souls well. And that's what's going on here. The other guy... Not only the other ones got physically clean, this one got emotionally and physically clean. He did a soul healing and a, and a body healing on this guy. Now, the other ones look good to go back into society and you can fit in and you can, you can look like everybody else and you can do like everybody else. And yeah, I, I made you where you can function, but I want you, the other guy, he made to fulfill. When you spend time right. at his feet, you go from functioning to fulfilling what he's called you to do. And that comes mm-hmm. from a heart of gratitude. It is an attitude of gratitude. Yeah, it's so beautiful. And I, I love, I love, I think the greatest ministry that we could have on this planet is one at Jesus's feet. Me too. Right. And I, just, I love that just, it's so profound yet so practical. I think about, you know, this story I think really challenges me is I think about all the many things that God has done in my life and how many doors that he's opened up for me, how many times he's healed me physically, emotionally, he's challenged me and convicted me spiritually. And I think about how many times I've walked through that door that I've been disrupted and Mm -hmm. I didn't find myself to return back to the healer. So good. You know, when we were talking too, I was just thinking, isn't it amazing, Kyle? There are so many times in my life, there's things that I think we believe the Lord for. And I can just use this for an example. There was a time in my life where I, I really believed the Lord 
for Jeff and my relationship to be different. And then I believe the Lord for my children's relationship to be different. And then I started, I know even in the last few years, we believe for um, a healthy delivery of our granddaughter and all these different things. But isn't it amazing how when you're in the middle of something, sometimes you forget to be thankful for what he's already done for you. And you almost, it's like, it says that, with and I love this through faith and patience we inherit the promises of God. I know I've been sharing a lot on this lately. If you've been listening to me, and that word patience means endurance. Mm. Well, I think something that we have really gotten away from during this season is this season to me has shown me what can I really endure. This is a this has been an endurance experiment. This has been for the marathon runners of the world. A marathon. This is for a marathon church runner. This is not a sprinter time. This is this is setting a pace. And you know, I really believe that God's shifting something. But a lot of times in our life is through that endurance part. Do you know how I can endure in some things is when I look back at what he's already done for me and I begin to thank him for where I've come from and not let the obstacle in front of me be overbearing, but let it be a, another opportunity for God's mm-hmm. goodness. Because I believe that every day, every season, there's different breaking points mm-hmm. and either you break through or you break down. I believe the guy that came back with a thankful heart had a breakthrough. Yeah. Beautiful. And where have you seen, right? One of the things that I've loved that you guys have been talking about at Covenant. And I just want to say, who is thankful for Covenant Church? Can we honor our pastors every single week, faithfully serving us? Just amazing, amazing, amazing. Let's give it up for our pastors. We love our pastors. Come on. But one of the things that I've loved, uh, and I think I've been so profoundly impacted, is you know, the idea of not only being changed, but being transformed. And I would love for you to talk a little bit about that. We talked about, you know, I think the caterpillar, right? A caterpillar as it's changing versus transforming. Well, you know, a lot of times I think the amazing thing is the Lord says that we'll be transformed by the renewing of our mind. This is Romans 12, 1, if you guys are wondering. So here's what's amazing. Do you know that pretty much any other organ in my body I can have a transplant for? But there is no such thing as a brain transplant that there is with Father God. He says, mm-hmm. I can actually give you a new way of thinking. I can reconstruct all those negative things. I mean, God says, I want you to have the mind of Christ. He wants to get rid of our minds and give us the mind of Christ. And that's a transformation. But the thing that's scary about change is you can change back. Mm. But when you realize that you are a new creature in Christ and all things have been old, things have been gone away and that there's something new happening outside of you, that you are, you've actually been a new creation. You have went from being what I call the caterpillar to the butterfly. A butterfly can never go back to a caterpillar. Uh, A bullfrog never turns back into a tadpole. Mm. I mean, some of us may try to act like we're a tadpole or a caterpillar, but (laughs) spread your wings, baby. Hop on out with those legs. Let's do so. But the amazing thing is, transformation is saying that I, I am going to something new. And that's why God wants actually us transforming all the time, going from glory to glory and from faith to faith. It is a constant thing of being transformed into his image. And I love that. And about the time I'm good at something, he, he shows me something else new. It's an exciting adventure, but I believe what's happened in the church. And even in this season is a lot of people in my, they we've been into hibernation. There's there's been a hibernation period that's been going on. And so I've asked the Lord or maybe this is where I believe I want to see happen is maybe there's been a lot of us thought we were butterflies before we were. Mm. And maybe we were in our cocoon spinning 
Yeah. Just dreaming of flying, dreaming of being something other than what we've ever been before. And I believe that this season has allowed us to mature for things to take shape. But I do believe that we're in the moment of breaking forth, breaking out. And it's time to stretch your wings and to fly and let the transformation that God's been doing on you in that private part. You're not been buried. You've been planted. And that those transformation things that have been happening in your life, that God's bringing them to full bloom. And it's just time to spread our wings and fly. And I feel that. But how does that happen? It happens at his feet. It happens with a heart of gratitude. It happens when you're led by faith and love and not by fear, which is false evidence appearing real. I mean, we're having to shake off fear. I don't know about the rest of everyone, but I mean, I've had to shake fear off. And when I read all these miracles in the Bible, which I love, most of them are interruptions. Most of them are obstacles that God makes opportunities. But when I'm reading these things, I mean, Jesus is touching people that nobody wants to touch. I mean, they're supposed to stay a hundred feet away. He's having conversations with, with people that no one else would even act like they were alive. I mean, he waited on the lady at the well, the, you know, Samaritan woman. Then she's the first revivalist. He was waiting intentionally. He's waiting intentionally on you so that a transformation can happen in your life. I'm stirred Amen. up. Well, hey, I, hey, I'm fired up. No, that 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 fires me up. I love it, and I I love that Romans twelve one. You know, I that we're going to be transformed right by the renewing of our mind. I I love just the practical thought of God would not renew something that that didn't hold value. That's right. I think what's so just to 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 dumb it down, our thoughts and our belief systems and how mm -hmm. God has wired us and connected us and the, yes. the mechanics of how we think are so valuable to him that he says that they're actually worth renewing. Yes. I, I love that. It's like, I, I tell, man, I tell myself like, God, I cannot afford to have a thought about myself mm -hmm. that God doesn't have about me. That's and right. What would you say? The 98% of the time we're often thinking about all the things that he doesn't think about us. He says, look at the stars in the sky. Look at the sands on the shore. So are my thoughts towards you. More numerous, more, more, more numerous, <laughs> exactly. And then here we are spending all the all of our time thinking about all the things that he doesn't think about us, right? And so, what have you seen, Mama Al, in that renewing, in that exchange of taking an old thought, mm -hmm. right, attaching it to the instead, right, that God mm -hmm. gives us, right? Mm -hmm. Because I say we can't enter into a new season with old thoughts. No, right? we can't. We can't. We can't leave uh, a perpetually dry season and enter the promised land of our destiny with old mindsets and old thoughts, right? So what has that looked like for you in that exchange of taking an inferior thought, right? A thought that God didn't have about us and then attaching it to a, to the abundant life, abundant thoughts that God has says, so are my thoughts for you, plans to prosper you. Well, I need to tell you this, that it doesn't happen by itself. You have to renew your mind. So it says that I have to take every thought captive and filter it through the word of God. And so what I want to tell you today is if you're thinking, man, I think a lot of bad thoughts about myself, join the club, yeah. join the club. But when those thoughts come, you have to run through the, the right filter system. And that's a choice. And it doesn't just happen um, through osmosis. That would be so nice. It doesn't happen those ways. It is something that you have to make a decision to do. I wish that I could just lay the Bible on my head. Let me just show you. I know you're going to love this. Somebody's going to want to see this later. Take a picture of this. And you're going to want to do this. And you're thinking, Lord, I wish it would work that way. No, but I have to renew my mind to the word of God. And so what I love is, Kyle, for every negative thought that you have about yourself, God has something positive. And the word is the truth. But it's up to you to get in there, 
find that word and then begin to speak it over yourselves. You know, what you say about yourself and what you think about yourself outweighs far more than what anyone else says or anything else. And you speaking over yourself is so important. It's amazing to me that your body, and I know you've heard this before, doesn't know the difference between a real life or a fake life. Mm. And when it is proven through psychiatry and doctors can show this, that when a positive thought comes, it lets off these chemicals. It changes the way you think. And when negative thoughts come, it looks like it's killing little trees, little dark areas begin to happen in your mind. And so that's why you want to have, I want the tree of life growing in my mind, not the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I don't want any death growing in there. I want the tree of life. That's the word of God, but it's up to you to plant it. It's up to you to receive it. And I think in this season, there's been so much isolation and there's been such a time where we get to compare our lives through social media. People have been alone. Um, they've been alone in their rooms. But listen, you've been alone. Like you almost thought you were on that show alone, naked and afraid or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, be, I belong there for as long as much time as I've been alone. I felt like, yeah, it's that history channel alone. I, I belong <laughs> in the Arctic trying to fend off for myself. No, because you've been stuck somewhere. And, and whether we like it or not, guess what you've been stuck with? Your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And this is where, because we're all stuck with our thoughts, whether you're alone or whether you're alone beside somebody, you know, you can be in a room full of people and still be very alone, but your thoughts are always with you. And you have to decide to take control of those things. But if you don't replace them with the word of God, you can clean them up. Mm -hmm. And they can stay cleaned up for a short period of time. But if you don't begin to replace them and renew that mind and begin to transform it, I'll be honest with you, the cycle will continue. Yeah. And the only way to stop the cycle, the practical way is by replacing it with the word of God. And that's what I've really seen in this season is for people that they realize things, but they've got to replace it. You can't just wish your way out of it. Talk your way out, want your way out. You've got to replace it with what the word says. Yeah. That's so, that's so beautiful because I think the, I think the beautiful part about that is not only is that what God has made readily available and that's what he yeah. desires, but I say even more so, and this is where it gets beautiful is that our relationship with God needs to benefit the people around us. Yes. And we could only love the people around us to the level at which that we love ourselves or allow ourselves to be loved. Right. And I, and I, that's what I love about this. And I think that you and the, all the all of our amazing pastors at Covenant model this better than anyone else on the planet is that we will only love to the degree that we're willing to be inconvenienced or interrupted, right? And there is no one on the planet who has come to this revelation more than Mom and Papa. And that's that, that right. thank a hey, thank God that trickled down to you and you and Papa Jeff. That's but right. I, I would just I would love to hear the revelation, the, the truth that you guys have come to, because I don't know if I've met people who love more sacrificially and are willing to be interrupted in quote unquote, in, the world would call inconvenience, which you don't see it that way at all. Right. Which is the best part about it, all of it. But what, ha what has, what have you learned in the power of pushing through being interrupted for the sake of loving the people around you, loving your city, loving well, loving big, what would you say? Well, I've learned that every interruption is an intersection for heaven to come to earth. I really believe come on. intersections where God wants to show up. And if I'll let his agenda be the yes in my life instead of my agenda. And I think that's really what we have to do is just learn to die to ourselves. Galatians 2.20, it's no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. And mm -hmm. I can have great ideas, but his are always better. And I really believe, like we said earlier, 
that um, I believe that obstacles, which are normally interruptions, because it feels like an obstacle when you got something else planned, mm -hmm. are just opportunities for the divine to take place. It, mm -hmm. it is opportunities for the divine to become part of your destiny and part of your life. And uh, I wrote down today, your yes is powerful. What does that mean? That when my yes, when I say yes to the things of God, it doesn't matter how broken I am. It doesn't matter where I've come from. It doesn't matter what's going on in my life. My yes is what gives God permission for me to enter into the process, for me to enter into the promise, for me to enter into the purpose. And I've just learned to say yes to him rather than yes to myself a lot more. And I know my mom and dad have been the greatest examples of that in my entire life. I mean, our home has always been an open door policy. Um who is your neighbor? Everybody. That means love your neighbor. As someone asked me one time, they said, what, who's your neighbor? I thought you, we all need to read that story again <laughs> because everyone's your neighbor. But I just learned that it was about loving people back to life. And I, I'm going to say this. It's an offensive love. It's a shocking love because it, it does go beyond what seems real, but isn't that what God does? Is he, see, I believe that for some reason we get tripped up and we start thinking that I can do something to earn deliverance. I can do yeah. something to earn freedom. I can do something to earn salvation. I can do something to earn love. You can't do anything. Romans says we've all sinned and fallen yeah. short. All I've got to do is receive. And I think it's hard to turn your receivers on. And when people know that you see mm -hmm. them, you know, you started off with the story of the lepers. Those 10 lepers had been ignored, I believe, for years and years and years. I'm, I'm sure they'd been hollering for help. They most of them were beggars. The only yeah. way they made a living was for people to throw them scraps or to do things. Mm -hmm. But Jesus actually saw them and he saw them so much that even when the guy came back, he's like, Where's the other nine? I mean, like, <laughs> I really see you. I mean, yeah, you're you're something to me. And I think that when we slow down for people, it allows them to know that God sees them too, because he really sees much better than we do. I just try to look through his eyes every now and then. Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. let me see what you're seeing. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. I do well. And sometimes I need to put on some spiritual glasses. I need my bifocals. I'm like, Lord, you, you know, what's amazing yeah. for me. Here's something a little bit too. As you get older, sometimes you need readers, praise God. Mm -hmm. And readers are really only necessary for those things that are close to you because mm -hmm. the things that are the closest to us sometimes are the hardest to see mm. are the hardest to understand. It's those people that can really touch you that you have to deal with. And it's amazing to me that Jesus was able to love those close to him well and those far away. And I believe that's where we need to be. We can just love them all. Yeah. It's, it's so beautiful. And I, I love the fact that the, the readers oftentimes are the people that God's entrusted around, you know, around us to remind us of who we are because we are wired because of the, because of the fall to think about all the things that God doesn't think about us. Right? And we need people in our lives to one, cover up our blind spots and to point us and show us all the things that God has put inside of us. Right. I love that verse in Galatians four, I believe it's a uh, chapter or verse 16, that apostle Paul said that he would endure the pains of childbirth yeah. until Christ was formed in the people around him. And, you know, I, I think in this, and as we, I've just been, as you were talking, I think that there are people that are listening and people that will listen to this uh, later on uh, on the broadcast is I think that sometimes the issue for people that are listening, including myself, is, is not that we're afraid of the wilderness that we're currently in 
or what it feels like. It's actually that we're afraid to enter the promised land of our destiny. We're actually afraid to cross the Jordan River because of the implications and the responsibilities that it says. Because comfort will tell us to tread on the waters of what's already been done. Yes. Right? To play it safe, swim near the shores, no matter what you've done, Mm -hmm. how you want to do it, just stay as close as you can to what you've always known. Mm -hmm. Right? Where there's this divine dissatisfaction where destiny calls us to take a risk. Yeah. To step out of the boat, right? To catch the wave of what's to come, even though it's completely unknown. And I believe even under the sound of my voice that God is emboldening listeners to step out of the boat. This is, this is, I I just want to say, stop waiting for permission. Mm -hmm. This is your permission. There are those of you that have been waiting for permission, but the hour of the decision has come. It's a yes. It's a yes. Stop waiting on the yes from God and just say yes to what he says about your future. Right. Because I, I think that people have felt people have let comfort steal the seeds that destiny of the destiny that's been inside of you. And I believe God is that, that destiny was incorruptible Mm -hmm. and God is breathing life. God is restoring and redeeming. Mm -hmm. There are no expiration dates on that incorruptible seed that God paid the ultimate price to put on the inside of you. And so will we lean the, my, my challenge to you and to myself is, will we lean into the tension of this transition and embrace it? Because now is the time. Stop waiting for permission and go. As Deuteronomy 1131 says, for you are about to cross the Jordan River Mm -hmm. to the land your God is giving you. Mm -hmm. After he has given it to you, you will not only possess it, which means it won't be taken away, but you will dwell in it, which means it's to be enjoyed. I love that. You know, and when you were talking, Kyle, I just thought, I really believe that there's someone out there right now that your your fear has been paralyzing you. Fear will paralyze you to not move forward, mm. to not step out. And I believe that today you're going to hear because if you do all our life stuff, man, I've had a messy life, a mess. <laughs> We've had, but you know what? Miracles are messy. And I'm so thankful that the Lord gets in the middle of our mess. And you know what? He's drawn to our need. The law of attraction works. When, when he sees our neediness, he's like, oh, they really need me. I'm going there. I, hear, I That's where I need to go to. So don't let yourself be disqualified. And I love that. But I believe that there has to be a strong yes. And that's what I was hearing today is you can have yes to healing, but you can also have yes to wholeness. And I believe that's, that's even the taking and the dwelling, the enjoying. Wholeness is where enjoyment comes from. That's where the peace is. That's, that's where you don't have to be frustrated any longer. And I really believe that we're in a transition. And I can tell you, even in my own life, that the enemy will tell you over and over again, man, you've missed it. That, that was too much. But if you will just stay on the wheel, I'm telling you, God will use you. Everyone in the Bible, when I read, I love the faith chapter in Hebrews 11. Why? Not because they were all these great men of faith. Yes, and women of faith, great. But also when I really read them, I think, man, they were messed up. Mm. They said yes. Yeah. And I believe today the Lord is saying, are you ready to say yes to that next stage? Are you ready to step out? Are you ready to move into a new place? Um, Are you ready to come out of the cocoon? Or, you know, some of us may have already, you may be, you may not be a tadpole. And I think that there's a bunch of frogs on here. I know hey, this is like a children's ministry. God says, come to me as small children. But here's what I want you to know. Don't be, a, don't just sit there. Go ahead and begin to jump for Jesus. 
I believe that there's miracles in your hands. You house miracles. You're a believer. You are Jesus with skin on. And I believe that when people, when you walk into a room, you're an atmosphere changer. You're bringing love into the room. You're bringing hope into the room. You're bringing joy. You're bringing courage. You're bringing faith. And the enemy has told you that you, that you don't matter, that no one sees you. And that's a lie. He's told you that to keep you quiet. Hey, he doesn't rob any. He doesn't rob vaults unless they're worth something. So the only reason he's coming after you, coming after your thoughts and different things, is because he knows that you're worth something, and that there's a call that you are the treasure. What's the treasure? Well, Jesus inside of you is the treasure, and I think it's time. And we've said this for years, Kyle. You know this. It's time to quit being a trash inspector and begin being treasure hunters, and just go oh. after what God's called you to do. So Kyle, I'd love for you to close us out, whatever the Lord's telling you and pray us out. And for you that have been with us tonight, we're so thankful. And I really want to encourage you. Just say yes. Say yes, Lord. Who do you want me to see? What do you want me to do? I'm listening. And I'm telling you, if you'll say yes, he will show you. And the adventures with him are amazing. Come on. I, I am so fired up. I'm encouraged. I'm emboldened. I'm ready to take on this week with Storm. And I just want to encourage you that ultimately at the very core, all faith is, is attaching ourselves to the yes that God has said and predestined and established in our lives. Mm -hmm. And I just want to encourage you, right? If the Bible says, if the word of God says that God has established or determined our steps, he cannot establish or determine something that is not moving. So there is just power and putting your right foot in front of your left foot and putting your left foot in front of your right foot and just keep pushing forward. So Jesus, we thank you. We love you for what you're doing. We love you for the words that were spoken tonight, God. I thank you for the ministry of your Holy Spirit, God, that, that, that your ministry, that your love would evict all fear in our lives and that perfect love would come and eradicate any thoughts about ourselves that we are having about ourselves that you did not have about us, God. We thank you that there is a crossing over, that you are emboldening us to say and attach ourselves to the yes that what you say about our future. God, I thank you for your smile over our lives. I thank you for the yes that you have over our lives as well, God. And I thank you that it's in being loved by you that we begin to benefit every per every single person that we come in contact with. So Jesus, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you've been given the most beautiful task in the world. And that's revealing Jesus inside of us. God, I thank you that you would continue to illuminate the hope that's been set before us. And I thank you, God, for your ministry. We thank you for your love. We honor you. We praise you. And we thank you for this exchange that take, that's taking place from us not walking around just healed, but us becoming whole. Us not, just be, us not just being saved, but us living called. So we thank you, God, for the great ministry of reconciliation that you've ordained us to. So we thank you for that. We love you. We honor you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes and amen. Come on. I'll see you guys this week. Let's go. Yeah. See you Sunday morning if you're around town or catch us.